It's John Schneider talking about Reba McIntyre's Christmas in Tune on the Music Universe podcast. Are you a big Christmas movie fan, Matt? Uh, do I lie <laughs> or tell you yes? So you're not. <laughs> because, no, I said, do I lie or tell you the truth? Which is yes. Ah. Uh, I sort of scour the apps, the streaming apps for all the all the Christmas movies and yeah, I me too. Put Lifetime and Hallmark on my smart TV every Christmas, and uh, I have the smart lights in the in the house, so I'll turn them green and red, and then I'll put the tree up, and then I'll sit down and I'll watch a Christmas movie. And yes, yes, I'm a very, very, very big Christmas movie fan, and I'm very excited for this Christmas uh, movie starring John Schneider and Reba McIntyre, and of course we have John today, so very excited about that. This was a fun chat. Mm -hmm. Yep. I didn't know you prepped that hard just to watch Christmas movies. So that's uh, kind of cool. Well, you know, it is the season. And the movie is Reba McIntyre's Christmas in Tune. It premieres one week from tonight, Friday, November 26th at 8 p.m. Eastern and co-stars Candace King, who you may recognize from The Vampire Diaries on the CW. Well, without further ado, here is our conversation with John Schneider. John Schneider, welcome to the Music Universe Podcast. Thanks for having me here. I appreciate it. Oh, well, glad to have you. And you got a big uh, Lifetime movie coming up. Uh, airs a week, premieres a week from today. It's called Reba McIntyre's Christmas in Tune. And you're co-starring alongside uh, my favorite redhead ever, Reba. Really? Yes. More so than Lucille Ball, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I put you on the spot there. <laughs> you you did, but she plays a great Lucille Ball too. If you haven't seen her do that yet, you know she does. Reba is fantastic. She's uh, when we did this movie together, we uh, we've known each other for decades, but we haven't really hung out really at all. In is maybe shoot, I don't want to sound old. It's too late, but it's been like thirty years. And uh, we connected on this movie just like uh, like we had spent the last 30 years um, kind of annoying one another. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the best way I can describe the relationship between Reba and I in this movie is it's very similar to my relationship with Marie Osmond. Now, I have known Marie Osmond for more years than Marie will admit she's been alive. Um <laughs> But uh, when Reba and I started doing this movie, it was like, wow, this relationship is so familiar. It's, it's kind of like the sister I never wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that in the, in the best possible way. Right. You know, how you, uh, how you really kind of rib and annoy and love and cherish at the same time your, your best friend. Mm-hmm. So that's oh, yeah. uh, that's very much how uh, our relationship is in this movie. So uh, it was a delight. How'd you get cast? Did you audition? Did you get a, get a phone call? What was the dude? I've got like five number one songs. I got a phone call. Of course, <laughs> that's great. I know you do. That's like but... saying, "Gee, Willie, how did you get cast as the poster uh, <laughs> for Smoking Pot?" Oh, you're right. I well, right. man, I yeah, had to, you know, I had to like show up one day. No. Um, so no, I got a, I got a call and, uh, which was yeah, wonderful. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know, um, because I've been doing this so long, um, right. and really because when, uh, when Reba came to town, I had already had a couple of number one songs mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we were on the same label on MCA together and had the same producer, Jimmy Bowen. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. or co-producer. We, uh, when, when Jimmy produced music, uh, he did the first album and then he shared the production credit, the producer credit with whoever the artist was. Uh, And at that time, uh, just before Reba came to town, it was, I was on MCA and Steve Earle was on MCA and George Strait was on MCA. Hank Jr. was on MCA. Uh, John Anderson was on MCA. So um, I, I do believe that because of that, uh, that the there could not possibly be better casting in this film than than Reba and I because we came into this business and certainly I mean Reba is Reba she's played stadiums uh, for decades she's 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 a uh, unquestionably a phenomenon in the music business at all not just country music right so I'm a big fan however you know when when you show up at batting practice with the, when you're already there and somebody who is going to be Mickey Mantle shows up, you have a different relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an appreciation and an understanding that, that uh, I have for her. And I believe she has for me because remember when she came to town, I was the guy with the number one songs. So she remembers that. Um, and that I think allowed us a, a, uh, a level of camaraderie that she really couldn't have had with anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause most everybody else came into town after she was there. And this is a story really about two people who had careers on their own and uh, kind of like, um, like uh, the jazz singer, uh, that's the wrong title. What is the, the one they just redid again? But, but, Anyway, we, we have a relationship. Say it again. A Star is Born? Yes, yes, like A Star is Born. And I, when I think of that, I think of the Christopherson Streisand one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So there's, there's an element of that, that, that uh, except maybe Hank Jr. Um, so it was, it was just wonderful. And every day working with, with Reba, because she is hysterically funny and has wonderful timing like Lucille Ball did. And I also think that Reba would, if you asked Reba, if she thought she was funny, I think she would say no. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's rumored that Lucille Ball never thought she was funny. Um, so I'm very proud. I'm very proud of this. I won't call it a work because it was just fun. Yeah. Now, you guys have some original music in the movie. Did you uh, write any of it and tell us about uh, recording it? Because I know this, to have it out at the holidays, you guys had to film this earlier this year. Yeah, we filmed it in July. So, so you do that thing where you're, uh, you're dressed in layers in, in Nashville and you're pretending it's 35 degrees <laughs> and it's 97. Uh, it always works out that way. You know, I'd almost rather have it that way than uh, I've also done the thing where you're you're doing a movie on the beach in December and pretending it's hot. Yeah. You know, there's certain certain parts of your anatomy belie that myth. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> so when we did this, I did not write any of the music. It was uh, it was already there when uh, when I came to the uh, to the recording studio. 
but we recorded gosh i want to say we do we do at least three duets uh and then reba has a couple of songs and i have a couple of songs um now the normal thing to do would be to go in and and pre-record and then come in and lip sync and we did a little of that but we also actually sing live in the movie Wow. Yeah, because sometimes that lip syncing never looks right. Never looks right on. You know, the you know, it, it doesn't. But but the you know the other side of that is when you're when you're in a studio recording with a ten thousand dollar mic, and then you're on a set recording with a two hundred dollar mic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two hundred dollar mic never sounds as good as the ten thousand dollar mic. So there's right. a, there's a bit of a give and take there. But uh, several times in the movie, we are just singing because we just sing. Um, so it was, it was great. Um, there's a song in it. Uh, it must've been the mistletoe. Yes. That I, I wish I could sing it for you right now. I don't remember. It must've been the mistletoe. It's a, it's a really pretty song. And in my 40 years of, uh, gosh, almost 50 now of recording, um, it's really hard to come up with a new Christmas song worth singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of them are, are hokey and many of them are just kind of cliche. Well, all of the songs in this movie, they're fantastic. And I think that's because they came out of the heart and soul of Music City USA. Um, it's, it's undeniable that the best music I think it's undeniable anyway, that the best music in the world comes right out of Music Row there in the heart of Nashville. Absolutely. My uh, my alarm keeps going off saying we should be talking, and I don't know how to turn it out, but we are talking. <laughs> oh, we can't hear you. Yeah, we, we can't, can't hear, hear it. it. Oh, good. It's, it's fine. I saw a review copy of this. I'm a little jealous. You took my childhood crush, and you got to kiss her. What was that like? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was great, and I tell you, it uh, it happens in a wonder. I'm not going to no spoilers here, mm-hmm. but it happens no, no. in a a really, um, gosh, it's almost like it's a wonderful life. It's 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 a a classic movie. Not a, it's not expected, right. you know. And again, that's a very difficult thing in in the world of movies and lifetime is uh, i believe they're releasing 30 so they've they've bit off a, a whole lot and they've they've produced a bunch of films for christmas this year mm-hmm. so when when i say and i i bet you i've i bet you i've read fifteen thousand scripts in my day and if it's difficult to come up with a new Christmas song worth doing, it's 10 times that difficult to come up with a Christmas screenplay worth filming. Yeah. And this one is, this one is one I do believe that Frank Capra would have liked to have done. It is that good. Yeah. Wow. It is. Yeah. It's high praise from you to talk about, you know, Frank Capra would want to do this because this isn't your first Christmas uh, made for TV Christmas movie, not your first Christmas themed film by a long shot. What was what stood out to you as being so different and special? What what specifically without giving away any spoilers 
Uh, what made this experience different than those other Christmas movies that you've done? Well, um, I did one that was really terrific with Tom Wopat uh, 30 years ago called Christmas Comes to Willow Creek. And people still talk about that. It shows every year. Uh, that was uh, that was a movie where we were uh, kind of estranged brothers delivering, delivering toys to a small town in Alaska. Mm-hmm. And what makes that movie stand out is the relationship that Tom Wopat and I have. When you see he and I on the screen, whether we're getting along or not, there's an unspoken relationship there that says these two people know each other better than any two people in the world. And I do believe that it's that same element that is, uh, is very apparent in Christmas in tune. Uh, and like mm-hmm. you say, I've done, I've done a, a, a bunch of other films and, and people used to cast chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think when you, when you get two people or three people, or there's a, there's a whole bunch of very, very uh, well-known people in this movie, but, a lot of times, kind of what we call that in the Broadway world is stunt casting. And there's not necessarily chemistry when you stunt cast. But I went through my pictures and, and uh, I brought to the table, as did Reba, a bunch of pictures and programs and, and things from over the last 30, 35 years where Reba and I appear together already. So the thing that is so special when you when you put the element of uh, you know those these two people don't get along, uh, which you know is going to appear in in uh, in many films where you're saying, well, I know they're going to get together. How in the world that you know in this one because we we get along so well. Or let me rephrase that because we know each other so well. There is a very good chance when you're watching this film that we're not going to get back together Hmm. and that's okay and i I think that adds an element to this film that that uh no other christmas movie certainly this year is going to have um and i'm i'm just i'm as proud as i could be of of this particular work Uh, i said it this particular play Mm -hmm. uh this particular (laughs) month of of extreme enjoyment uh, and, and I can't wait to, I can't wait to see it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, wow. Really? Wow. Yeah. I like to be surprised. And I'm, I'm one of those people that I'm not a, I'm not a, a package shaker. I'm more of a, look, just leave it under the tree. And I want to see what it looks like on the day. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a uh, vampire diary star, uh, Candace King playing your daughter. What was it like working with her? Oh, she's wonderful. She is wonderful. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm uh, not so young anymore. So I look at Candace and I think, my gosh, what are you? What are you, 13? <laughs> and she's got a whole family of her own. And and, uh, and she's wonderful. And she has a uh, she has a, a, a purity and an innocence and a kind of awe and wonder look about her that she brings to the table that is fantastic in here. And she also was very aware certainly of Reba's music, but she was very aware of my music too. Um, or at least she said she was, and I choose to believe that. Sure. So <laughs> when, when Reba and I are together and singing on stage, 
she looks at us with a with a, a kind of an an awe and wonder that really only a daughter or a fan could have. Right. So again, I'm going to trace that back to the the relationship that Reba and I have as uh, label mates from the '80s. That really, I don't think anyone else could possibly bring to the table. And the wonderful thing about that is we didn't have to do anything in order to bring that to, to the table except show up. Right. And you, you said you filmed this in July. Was it a quick uh, shoot or was it kind of a longer shoot? It was No, it was fairly quick. And in the TV movie world, it was, I think, 20 days, 20 work days. Wow. So that was uh, four or five day weeks. Um, so now in my world here in, in Louisiana, we shoot we shoot films in uh, anywhere from you know maybe 10 a long shoot for us is 15 days so uh for me this was uh there was all kinds of time um and it was it was quite wonderful speaking of that uh residence where where you're at uh, it got hit by the uh, hurricane earlier this year but you didn't let that keep you down you actually went to middle tennessee and actually helped out just continuing your your uh, charitable contributions that that's just wonderful. Well, thank you. Um, I believe that uh, everybody who's here on this planet is going to leave a mark. And I think it's up to you and I to make sure that you and I uh, don't leave a stain, right. you know? So we are, we are, I believe here to do a lot of things, not the least of which is to help other people out, especially uh, in their time of need, and especially when you have uh, a relationship or an understanding of that need. We've been flooded here in Louisiana since I've lived here several times. And the kind of ironic thing about what you're talking about is that we were actually in Sparta, Tennessee, collecting food and supplies for the uh, the families who were damaged in Waverly, Tennessee, where the lovely Loretta Lynn uh, still lives, mm -hmm. uh, when our studio here in Louisiana got hit by Hurricane Ida. Mm -hmm. So, um, but still, uh, like I said, I think, uh, especially if you're given any, any degree of, uh, of celebrity or you're put into the public eye in any regard that you should use that for the common good. Uh, and I've mm -hmm. always believed that. And, um, I, I, I don't see any reason to change that. And many times when, uh, when we've been in need, we've had people who are like-minded show up to help us. So, you know, you just never know. Um, it's, yeah. it's, it's best to be, uh, it's best to err on the side of humanity. Yeah. I love that. I got a question for you since this is a Christmas themed show and Christmas movie. What do you want for Christmas? <laughs> what do I want for Christmas? Now, this is going to sound uh, uh, terribly uh, like a capitalist, but we have a we have a film coming out. Oddly enough, on the same day, we have a film called Poker Run coming out. Um, mm -hmm. I don't uh, I don't play with studios or networks or or outside distribution arms like Netflix or Hulu or any of that stuff. Uh, we are totally independent from the inception of an idea to the distribution. Um, so we have a film called Poker Run that is a good old-fashioned Dukes of Hazard kind of Southern horsepower comedy 
And what I want for Christmas and what my lovely bride wants for Christmas is for that movie to be successful beyond our wildest imagination. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Thank <No>. you. <laughs> I don't think so, you know. Well, buddy, you got anything else? I'm I'm all good over here. I was going to say, you know, we wish you best of luck on, on both those projects, yeah. both Christmas. I appreciate it. Just in case those are listening that don't know, where can people see your independent films? Well, I'll tell you what, the best thing to do, I have an app. It's called John Schneider. It's available at the App Store. If you get that and download it on your phone, it'll work on your iPhone or your Android. That will take you to John Schneider Studios. That will take you to Cineflix. That'll take you to all of our uh, independent platforms that we created to distribute everything from movies to books to music. Mm -hmm. So get the John Schneider app and then go, you know, kick the tires, look around a little bit. Um, I would really appreciate it. Because when anyone purchases anything, you know, we live in a wonderful world. Uh, and I'll go back to Frank Capra for a second. When anyone purchase any, purchases anything from our store or our streaming service, a little ding goes off on my phone. So I like to say when, uh, when, a, when a bell rings, a Schneider gets his wish. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That is awesome. I love it. Take um, that, Clarence. <laughs> any uh before we let you go any uh performances anything like that well we have um let's see right after so tomorrow saturday we're going to be in sparta tennessee this is right after the movie premieres uh and we'll be showing poker run at the sparta drive-in and then on okay. sunday we're going to be at the camden uh drive-in we we tour drive-in movie theaters which is kind of one of the one of the peripheral advantages of the uh of if there is such a thing as an advantage to the, the whole COVID thing everybody's been through is that drive-in movie theaters have become uh, quite popular again. Yeah. So we'll be in Sparta on Saturday. We will be in Camden, which is called the Birdsong Drive-In on Sunday. And then we're coming home. We're going to, uh, going to enjoy uh, uh, Christmas back here in Louisiana. Love it. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Oh, my gosh. John, thank you so much for this. Gentlemen, I thank you. I, I appreciate it. I, I know you're going to love Christmas in Tune. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be your favorite movie, sure. I promise. They did 30, and God wait. bless them for doing 30 movies. But, but uh, Christmas in Tune, it's the best one. All right, John. Well, John, thank you so thank much. You so and much. Uh, happy uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Thanksgiving, all those. Thank you so much. Life. You take care, guys, and I will talk to you again, I'm sure. Talk to you again. Sounds great. Thank you. Well, I'm an idiot. Did you audition? <laughs> what I meant to ask was, was, did Reba call you or did the studio call you? That's what I meant to ask. Right, yeah. So, uh, so I, just, I just shut up for a while. <laughs> oh. And I wasn't trying to take the reins on this, but so much just came to my mind because I'm into the production side of things and just was curious about how it all worked with them. No, you saw it and I've been I've been doing that traveling thing that I do and and um I have not had a chance to watch it yet. We, right. we got advanced screeners and uh, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. So, I'm in Branson right now and actually Christmas for them starts November 1st. So, city's all decked out and ready for the holiday. How pretty is it right now? I didn't get to see anything last night. It was pouring rain and we didn't drive the main strip. Uh, to get to my hotel 
we took some back roads, though I am staying on the main strip. Um, um, uh, yeah. So uh, I will see tonight how pretty it is. And I think tomorrow I'm going to go do Silver Dollar City, and they do it up very nice for the holiday. So uh, very excited about that. Yeah, six million lights there uh, this year. So again, Reba McIntyre's Christmas in Tune starring Reba and John Schneider with Candace King premieres Friday, November 26th on Lifetime at 8 p.m. Eastern. That is exactly one week from tonight. All right, for the Music Universe podcast, I'm Matt. And I'm Buddy. Thanks for listening. And be sure to hit that like, subscribe, and share button and check out themusicuniverse.com for the latest news and reviews. Take care. (laughs) 